thing and giving <laughs> slides. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do that even if you had, like, the social media, Instagram, texting. Like, like maybe if you could just cycle through the, slide, the texting, social media, and giving. Like, just those three. So, yeah, do you need me to keep talking? Okay, so we're here today. There is nobody here. Well, okay, there's like five people here. We're good? Okay. What's that look like, Clay, Jason, Sarah? Yeah. So I'll do that at the start of service, Jason. I'll just come to here, lift this, I'll lift this stand out of the way because it's not in the shot, Jason. I'm probably just going to set it right here. Is that okay, Sarah? This is our last five, then we're ready to go here in in five minutes. Okay.
Good morning, everybody that's watching us online. We are in a crazy season, but we don't have a crazy God. We have a faithful God who shows up in the midst of every circumstance and situation. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us online this morning. And in a minute, these two cool people are, are going to be ushered into your living room. I hope you're still in your pajamas, having your milk and your coffee and your water, whatever you're doing right now. Thank you for taking the time to join us. And we just find it an honor that you would do that. And so this morning, let's pray. And then Owen and Heidi, would you allow us to join you guys in worship this morning to just take some time to be in dad's presence and so father we just thank you for your faithfulness this morning we thank you that you're in the midst of every situation and circumstance with us and so this morning we as a part of the church we as crossroads which is a piece of the jigsaw puzzle that makes up the whole church called the body of christ that all over our valley over our city this morning lord people are meeting at home and watching and joining different churches online. And we want to come as Crossroads Church and be a part of your purpose and your plan for our area. So, Dad, we just thank you for your faithfulness. We ask you to bless us this morning as we enter into your presence. Because, Dad, we can enjoy you anywhere, anytime, any place, And we're going to do that this morning. And so, Father, would you bless our time this morning as we as this piece of your church here in Ogden and in Utah in America and the world as we stop this morning, as we pause and allow you to become Lord of every situation and circumstance. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy this worship. Owen and Heidi, thank you so much, guys. Bless you. King is alive. 
Sing a little louder. 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 Sing a little And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. No, I'm no longer a slave to fear. No, I am a child. mother's womb you have chosen me your love has called my name and I've been born again into your family your blood flows through my veins and I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God. No, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God.
There's a verse that's been on my heart this week, that second, uh, second Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a, spe a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So we're thankful, we're thankful for wisdom, we're thankful for caution, we're thankful that we're in a community where we have the resources to do church from home. And we're blessed and honored to be a part of that. And as I watch the world around me, what appears to be unravel and go into panic, and I feel solid in God's will. I feel, I feel solid in God's plan. But it makes me think about, he takes me back to the place where I was before I was in a relationship with him. And how I lived in fear and something like this would have set me completely off. And, and to look, and, and God has shown me, look at the peace that I bring. Look at the, the way that my power works through you. And this is not because of me. My natural inclination would be to be freaking out. But there's no... There's none of that in Christ. And so we, we submit to those who have the wisdom. We submit to those who have the authority to shut us, uh, you know, put us in a place of caution. But, but we don't do that in fear. We do that in peace. We do that in love. And we do that with sound mind.
touching every heart. And I worship you. And I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. And I worship you. And I worship you. You are here, mending every heart. And I worship you. Lord, we won't forget that that's who you are. Thank you, Lord, that you're the opposite, Lord. You're the opposite of fear. Your confidence, your strength. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. 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 Here. 
with me. God, you're perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. You're a good, good father to you are, Wow, <laughs> what a song to end this moment of worship with. He's a good, good father. Now, there's a lot going on. Our nation is facing a lot, but he is a good, good father, and he's for you. Own Heidi, thank you so much for your heart this morning, and thank you for joining us online. Thanks for taking the time, and thanks for taking this journey. Um, we come to you this morning, we just want to encourage you to walk this out with us. You're probably going to have prayer requests about different things and questions. Um, you'll see on the broadcast below, there's links below that will let you send in prayer requests and even questions. We're available, texting, call us, whatever you need to do. We're here to serve you and to support you in this process as we walk this forward. Can I just say thank you for your generosity that it has allowed Crossroads Church to arrive where it's arrived in 2020 and where it will be in 2021 as we walk through this process together. So if you want to continue, your generosity has allowed us to get, if you want to continue giving in the way you have, please, again, there'll be a link below on this broadcast to allow you to, to do that online to support you in this process. I will be posting updates as we go along. Someone called me the other day and asked me, why are we doing this the way we're doing it? Well, the Bible talks about supporting and submitting to those leaders over you. Personally, I want to support our governor, Mr. Herbert, and our president, President Trump, in their desire and their hope to serve our country the best way they can. They're doing the best they can do. They're taking all the resources we have available as a nation, and they're serving each one of us in lots of different ways, from the East Coast to the West Coast and beyond. They have a heart to want to look after us as a nation, and we as a church want to support them. And that's why we went to online, is because Governor Herbert and, Mr. and the President, Mr. Trump, asked us as a nation, where possible, with their large gatherings there, to try and not do that. And so we're doing that, not out of fear, but out of faith and out of submission and support of what's taking place 
in our, in our nation today. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for even this morning my phone's blowing up with text, and I hope it doesn't keep doing that while I'm trying to do these announcements to let you know what's going on. Thank you for your support. Sending pictures in of families and people worshiping in their front rooms. I've taken the time on a Sunday morning to pause and to stop and to allow Jesus to be the center of everything that we're doing. I know as we walk forward, there's a challenge for us to do that. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to, to pray together as families, to do stuff like this, to take time when you have an own and a hiding others who are available to come and allow church as it were to take place. We all know church is not a building, it's people. And so wherever people meet, God says he comes and dwells amongst them. There's a handful of us here this morning serving you, and there's a whole bunch of you at home serving one another. And I want to say thank you for that. One of the things that came up over the last few days is this. Words like epidemic, and people are panicking and, and freaking out, to be honest. But as believers, God calls us not to walk in fear, but to walk in faith. We're to use wisdom, we're to use common sense, we're to use planning and preparation, all that stuff, absolutely. But he tells us not to be fearful. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Kind of be concerned about today. Seek first a right relationship with him, and everything else will fall into place. Our God is in charge of everything that's going on today and tomorrow and next week. And so we want to encourage you to kind of do that, to walk that forward. One of the things that our president asked us to do was to stop today and pray. Uh, National Day of Prayer is in May, but our president, and doing everything he can with every resource he has today of all days, has said, hey, could we stop on Sunday as the church, the church across the nation, and will we stop and pray? And so we as Crossroads want to be a part of the jigsaw puzzle, because that's what it is. It's a big jigsaw puzzle made up of lots of pieces that represent the body of Christ. And so, one, I want to honor my president. That's not a red or a blue statement. So I want to honor my president of the United States who asked the church to pray. He's using a resource that's available to all of us. And so this morning, could you join me as you sit in your home in your pajamas with your breakfast and your coffee and your milk and your water, which is incredible. Thank you for all the pictures. It's just been mind-blowing and encouraging this morning. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, first of all, for our president. I ask you to give him wisdom and insight and discernment as he navigates us as a nation through this word epidemic that's being thrown out, through this virus that's going through, Lord, not just our nation, but the world. Lord, I, I pray today for our president and for those who walk alongside of him, who make all the decisions about what's going on in our nation. I pray you'd allow him to have wisdom beyond his wildest of imagination, that those men and women who are serving us and serving us today, Father God, would be aware of what the right things to do are. But Dad, our Abba Father, you've said that you're our healer, you're our restorer. And so today, Father God, as someone who loves you dearly, who classes himself as one of your kids, Lord, I ask you to come and release your power and your authority and your anointing upon our nation, upon our world. That, Father God, you would come and allow who you are to sweep through your nations, Father God, that you would cleanse and renew, Lord Jesus, your creation in a way that would allow them to be free, to be everything you've designed them to be. So, Father, this morning, we just come, we ask that you would just guide our president, you would guide our governor, Lord Jesus, Mr. Herbert, that you would give them wisdom and insight and discernment, Father God, how to walk us as, a, first of all, a state and towns and a nation, Lord, through what we're facing together, Lord, that you would bless, you would guide, you would protect, you would empower us, Lord Jesus, to stand up and be counted, Lord Jesus, as, as believers, as men and women who have the power of the living God living in them, Lord, help us to be lights in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our surroundings, that we, Jesus, would be available as conduits to bring hope and peace and tranquility, and gentleness, and patience, Father God, that we would be seen as rocks, Father God, in the midst of all the rockiness that's going on, Lord Jesus. So, Dad, would you guide us? Would you bless us? Would you empower us? 
Would you, Jesus, impart wisdom to us as we stand in our different communities? Help us to be available as a resource in whatever way you would want us to be using wisdom and faith. But availability, Father God, is you're so available to all of us. And so, Dad, this morning, would you bless our nation? Would you protect our nation? Would you guide our nation, Lord Jesus, through this season that we find ourselves in? We know that we'll come out the other side of it. And we know we'll be a better nation because of it, because of who you are in the midst of this nation. So, Father, we just submit, Lord Jesus, where we're at today. Again, we ask you to bless our president. All those, Lord Jesus, who carry authority and who are dealing with the situation that we find ourselves in. Be with them today. Guide and protect them in a supernatural way, Dad, we ask in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen. Again, thank you so much, guys. Use any of the links below that you can see on the broadcast this morning from prayer and giving and, and questions. Please, we're here to serve you in a super, supernatural way. But do me a favor as we transition more. Pastor Alan's going to come share with us. Sit back. Get your coffee. Get your water. Get your... Cold milk, warm milk, cereal, whatever it is, brunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you're having, sit back and enjoy yourself. Stay in your pajamas because he can't see you, but you can see him. So guys, this morning, help me welcome Pastor Alan this morning. Come and join us, buddy. Woohoo! Hey, good morning. <laughs> can I hug you? Yeah, we'll hug. Okay, we'll hug. We'll hug. <laughs> Got that one in there. Well, good morning. How's everyone doing? So, so here's the thing. As, as a young guy growing up, here, you want your phone back? You, you might need that. As, as a young guy growing up, you know, in ministry and everything, and I would remember, you know, as I was learning how to speak and, and learning how to do that, they would, you know, put me on the schedule, and I'd look at the schedule, and, and it would be, oh, it's a holiday weekend. That's nice. They know there won't be anybody there that weekend. They'll put me on stage. That'll be awesome. I feel like we've taken it to a whole new low this weekend. They said, Alan, this is a great opportunity. There's going to be so many people not there. <laughs> You're perfect for the job. No, um, that's not true. But uh, it's, it's interesting speaking to an almost empty room. Give a shout out to my family and the few people that came here this morning to support and make all of this happen. Um, but... With all of that said, I, you know, coming into this weekend, I, just to be completely vulnerable and honest, I, I knew the subject matter, and, and we have been putting this series together, and I actually told Rob on Thursday, I go, Rob, I, I don't think I want to speak this weekend. Uh, can, can somebody else do it? And, and he looks at me, he goes, I shared a little bit of what God was just working in my heart, and he goes, no, you need to do it. I'm like, but... Because here's, here's the reality. We're in the middle of the series, A Blessed Life. And, and if you were here last week, you know, or, or you were at one of our other campuses, you know, we talked about money. And, and as we're going into the scenario of just everything that's happening right now in, in life and, and in our world and in our nation, I honestly was sitting there going, I don't know if I want to talk about money. Like, that seems almost a little opportunistic. Like we have this thing going on, I'm going to talk about giving and money and, and all of that. And, and I was just really wrestling this out in, in my own heart. And, um, but there was something that Rob, Pastor Rob said last week uh, in his message that has just kind of been burned into my memory. Uh, he said that the heart of giving includes everything, not just money. And, and it's very easy in when we talk about these kind of topics and everything, that we get really focused in on giving and, and the monetary substance of that, but it's so much bigger than that. 
It's so much more than, than just that. And so I want, you to, I want you to have that thought in your mind today as, as we walk through this, this journey, as we walk through this message. Um, and, and, and to know that I've really been challenged by this. And, and what I realized is we have an incredible team here at Crossroads, a communication team that works together. We plan messages out months in advance. And one of the things that, that I realized this week is that God knew how everything was going to play out. And, and there was a reason that we were going to be in the middle of this series during this time. Uh, and, and so I just want to lay that foundation and, and say I, I, I'm just privileged to get to be a part of that. Privileged to get to be a part of the journey that we're all on together. And so... Uh, I'm sure you probably have looked at the stock market this week. Um, it kind of fell off of a cliff. Uh, I know I pulled my app out and looked and went, oh, okay, I'm just going to stop looking now. <laughs> That's enough for today. And, and it's just been this crazy roller coaster ride uh, in the stock market and, and just the financial world and all of that. And, and so as we have jumped into this series, uh, A Blessed Life, and just talking through what this looks like, um, today I, I want to share, uh, we're, we're going to be jumping into Malachi here in a little bit, but the, the title of this message that was for today was, It's a, the, the Best Test, and, and understanding what it looks like to walk on this, this financial journey with God, but it's so much bigger than that. And, you know, as I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about my kids and, and kids in general, and I remember as a kid, I, I would be like, I, I dare you to, to, to eat that, you know, or I, I was a youth pastor for quite a long time. There were many times where we'd be at a restaurant, and, and, and somebody would like pile, you know, every food that was on the table onto a plate and be like, I dare you to eat that, uh, and, and, and it was just this like, oh. okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to, and it was kind of that, that energetic kind of thing going on, and, and I was thinking about that moving into this, uh, this particular passage, um, but to set that up, I, I don't know if some of you know the writer Os Oscar Schiskel, I hope I said his name right, but uh, he actually contributed a lot to Reader's Digest way back in the day and, and, and became a, a famous writer, but a, as a young man, uh, he, was, he was sitting in a park, and he was, he'd been pondering for weeks this thought of the, this girl that he had been engaged to for, for four years, and they, they had this dream of going to live in Europe, and, and just been pondering that, and he was sitting at the park, and, and he was watching this tree, and he, and he sees uh, this squirrel, and, and the squirrel like leaps out of this limb to another tree, and he's going, and he's jumping, and he misses the limb that he was aiming for, but then hits the limb right below it, and and then he goes on, on, on doing his, his business, doing his thing. And there's this older gentleman sitting there next to him. And he kind of looks at, he looks at Oscar and he goes, you know, that's, that's so entertaining. I've been sitting here and I've seen hundreds of squirrels do this very same thing day after day. And most of the time there's dogs on the ground and they know they can't jump and hit the ground. But yet they still take the risk and they jump out. And sometimes they miss the limb. But one thing I've noticed is I've never seen one of them hurt to the place where they couldn't continue on. And, and Oscar was sitting there, and, and, and he wrote this down. And I thought, 
and this is really good. He said, I guess they've got to risk it if they don't want to spend their lives in one tree. And at that moment, he goes, well, I've got to have at least enough nerve, as much nerve as a, as a squirrel. So he decides to, to marry his fiance. They move to Europe, and the rest is history and, and this incredible story of his life. But it just kind of, kind of brings me back to they've got to risk it if they don't want to spend their lives in one tree. And, and sometimes there's things that God is asking us to do that we're going, it'd be so much easier to, to kind of stay in this tree and, and enjoy the comfort. And, and I know where all the limbs are and, and, and I, I, I'm good here, but man, if I jump, what if I miss the limb and I get the next limb? But sometimes, man, I'm like, I don't want to stay in the same tree my whole life. This tree gets kind of boring. And, and, and so you're jumping out and doing that. And, and so as we, we talk about this today, I want you to think about that story uh, and, and know that ultimately, I, I was at a, at a conference, this was earlier, oh, about a year ago now, I was at a conference in Boston, and they were talking about discipleship. And, and something very interesting in, in, in part of that conference, they said, you know, we're very quick to talk about discipleship in every area within the church, within, within the body of Christ, except money said, you know, somebody wants to get baptized, and we're like, yes, you're ready to get baptized, come on, let's dunk you, or, or you know, they're like, hey, I, I want to go join a Bible study, we're never like, oh, no, don't, don't join the Bible study, you're like, come on, let's join the Bible study, and then somebody's like, hey, I want to start giving, and they're like, And, and we, we kind of, we balk at talking about this one aspect because it becomes such a, a big deal and it's been talked about in a, in a lot of wrong ways. It, there's been a lot of misinformation. There's been a lot of things that have been taught that ha I think have taken us to that place. And so uh, this morning as we talk about risk, as, as we talk about jumping in, as we talk about following the, the test and the dare that God is giving us, um, just know that that my heart is, is to walk this journey with an understanding that discipleship is holistic. And that in everything that we do, every moment of, of this, this thing that we're going through as a nation, as, as a world, um, that discipleship is holistic. And so with that said, I, if you've got your Bible, your phone, or right, so I, you, this is really weird, but right about here, I'm going to hide, am I hiding behind it? Okay, right here, for the rest of the message, you're going to see scriptures and all of that stuff somewhere right here. I can't see it, but you can see it, so you can follow along there if you don't have your Bible or your phone um, with you. But we're going to jump into Malachi chapter 3, uh, verse 6, uh, is where we're going to start. And this is what it says. It says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob, yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and you have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Sorry, lost my place. <laughs> Verse 8 says, will a man rob God? 
yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me. Test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Wow. Wow. And, and so I'm reading that, and I'm like, okay, I, I get what this one specific text is talking about. He's saying, hey, you've, you've completely walked away from me in your finances. You, you've, you've gone and done your own thing. But, but then I thought, okay, Anytime I read scripture, I like to kind of go, all right, what's, what's before this? What's after this? What's kind of sitting here? What's the big picture? So I kind of I jump back to Malachi chapter 2 and, and really begin to understand what was going on in this moment. And beginning to understand that the context here was that Judah, the, the tribe of Judah, that they had, they had really walked away from God, not just in the area of finances, but they had walked away from God in, in the area of idolatry. Uh, they were they were worshiping idols. They were saying, you know what, God, we're we got our own thing to do here. They were walking. There, there was so much adultery going on. Uh, husbands and wives were were just kind of doing whatever they wanted to do. And and in this moment, God was saying, "Come back to me, nation. Come back to me. Come come back and understand. Because here's the thing: I do not change." Because here's the truth, and, and, and regardless of what you take away from today's message and, and where you're at right now, is to know that in this season that our nation is in, this season that our world is in, that Papa does not change in his love or his choice towards us. He never changes in that. Papa is saying, I still love you, and I haven't gone away from you. Um, and so when I read this scripture, I did, th so, okay, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. This is, this is what I hear God saying. I hear God kind of, kind of giving this challenge. Let's go back to what I talked about earlier about kids and dares. Th this is kind of what I see God doing here is he's like, look, I dare you to put me to the test. I dare you to move back to me with all of your being, with everything you are, with your finances, with, with your marriages, with your home, with your children. I dare you to come back to me and just watch what I will do. Now, Christmas was a, was a few months ago, so we're still in the Christmas season, right? So uh, one of my wife's favorite Christmas movies ever, just kidding, like, if this movie comes on, she, like, makes me turn it off. But the movie, A Christmas Story. Uh, and, and there is a scene in, in this movie that I, I think depicts what was, was happening in this moment. Uh, and, and so we're, we're going to watch that and, and just think, remember about the whole dare thing. So watch just, just about right here. I think it will be down here unless they take over the whole screen. We'll find out. But here, just, just watch this clip real quick. Are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid Boaz dog. That guy should know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I double dog dare you. Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left? 
left but a triple dare you. And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare. I triple dog dare you! Hmm. Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. All right, all right. So here's the... We're going to skip the etiquette, and I am going to triple dog dare you to move to God. I'm going to triple dog dare you that in this moment, in this time of this season, triple dog dare you to say, God, regardless of where I'm at with you right now, I am moving to you. I am, I am st stepping away from the fear. I'm stepping away from the panic. I'm stepping away from everything that says, no, I'm not doing it. And I triple dog dare you to take the step. Because the truth of the matter is, God hasn't moved. God hasn't, God hasn't. So if, if you were in this room right now, you'd be, you'd be having a lot of fun with this. Rob is cheering me on right now and I'm loving it. Too bad you can't see it. Um, but, but, that, but that's the challenge this morning, and, and that's, that's my heart in this. And, and knowing that in, in this particular passage, we're, we're talking about money. We're talking about this is one aspect. And that understanding that giving regularly, regularly tests your faith and God's faithfulness. And in this time when we see the stock market crashing, when we see, because here's, here's the truth of the matter. As I look around, and, and I've been guilty of this, there are a lot of things that I've put my faith in when it comes to money that aren't very trustworthy right now. There are a lot of things in life that I've chosen to invest in, and I'm looking at it right now and going, ooh, ouch. And knowing that ultimately there is one thing that I can invest in that regardless of the season that I'm in, if I will take the dare and I will invest in that, it will always return back to me greater than, than what I could have imagined. And so I just want to, I just want to practically this morning give you a, a few, a few things that, that I took from, from this kind of moving into the New Testament and, and 1 Corinthians um, chapter 16, uh, it says this. It says, now regarding your question about money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, yours I gave to the church in Galatia. Do it the first day of each week. <coughs> you should each put aside a portion of the money that you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. And, and this was just a beautiful passage because here's, here's my understanding of this, that the early church had kind of been moving into this new place of understanding what it looked like to follow Christ, what it looked like to follow Jesus, what it looked like in, in a new era of persecution, of, of all of this stuff going on. But man, were they generous. Man, were they saying, we're not going to, we're not going to allow what's going on around us to determine what we're going to do with our finances, with our life, with our passion, with our faith. And, and so I think there's, there's four things that you, we can take out of just that quick snippet of Scripture that he challenged them to, to give periodically, 
to, to do it at regular periods, to make it something that you do regularly, not like, oh, I haven't done that in a while. I should do that today. Um, but to be periodic, to plan it, to, to, to look at it and go, how can I plan this out? How can I put, put my faith into action, but not just kind of haphazardly do this, but, but to plan it, to give proportionally? Uh, script, scripture talks a lot about this principle of proportional giving. Um, to give privately, not to, to make a big deal about it, not to go, all right, I am now pulling out my card, and I am now going to the app, and I am now entering the numbers from the back of my card into the app. Everyone, can you see me doing this right now? But, but to do it, it th this is a matter of understanding what God is asking you to do and, and walking along in the heart of generosity. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 tells us that we should give generously, uh, that it should be freely given, not because somebody is, is looking over our shoulder and saying, I hope you need to do this and you've got to give this much, but that it comes out of a freedom, um, that it should be cheerful. Um, so this is, this is my escape clause sometimes because I'm like, okay, I could do it generously. I could do it freely, but I'm not going to do it cheerfully. So therefore, I won't give. But, you know, for me, that's always kind of a check to go back and say, why am I not able to do it cheerfully? What, it, what is it in there that's creating this angst? What is it in there that's keeping me from stepping into to what, what God is calling me to do and to be cheerful about it. You know, I think ultimately this whole thing is a test about stewardship. Um, it's really easy for us to kind of get in the mindset of, of we go, well, the tithe is 10%, so I'm going to give 10%, and the other 90% is mine to do with as I'll please. But I think... This is about stewardship of saying, no, there's 100% that God has given you, whether it's cold, hard cash, whether it's resources, whether it's people, whether it's influence. There's 100% that God has put in your life to steward. And he's saying, now I want you to periodically, to be planned, to be proportional, to be private. I want you to freely and generously and cheerfully take all of this, that this 100% that I have given you, and steward it. And sometimes that means taking a triple dog dare to do something that you would not do in and of your own strength and of your own self. To say, God, I, I'm going to step out of the box. I'm going I'm I'm to, you, you dared me to do this. Now, God, I'm expecting you to show up on the back end of this. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. And I actually am going to read this out of the message because when I read this, I thought, man, what a perfect scripture for this season. This is what it says. Don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust or warps, worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth 
and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place that you will most want to be and end up being. So I want to challenge you this morning that when we talk about stewardship, when we talk about taking the dare, that the place where we put our treasure points to the place that we want to be and ultimately the place that we'll end up going. Those are the things that define us. And, and it's, it's interesting when we get into moments like this in life where I think it calls us back to go, what's the priorities? What, what are the things that matter most to me in life? What are the things that I have built a foundation on? What are the things that, that I have invested in that, that I'm relying on? What, what are the things in life that, that I'm holding on to? This is a season that kind of calls us back to that and asks the question, how am I stewarding the 100% of what God has given me? In every area, whether it's finances, whether it's people, whether it's resources, whether it's time. And am I going to move to him? Am I going to say, God, I hear the triple dog dare, and I am going to accept it. I am going to move out of a place of comfort and a place of fear, and I'm going to step into everything that you've asked me to do. And... Uh, so I asked her actually during worship this morning if she'd be okay with me doing this because uh, I wasn't planning to do this one. I'm going to ask Lacey, my, my youngest daughter, to, to come up here real quick. <laughs> and uh, she came to cheer me on today. So come here. Come on up here. So this is so cool because I, I, was, I was thinking through this message and, and I was thinking about kind of the innocence of it. And it's really hard when you're an adult and you are you got gray hair. She pointed this out to me last night. I got a haircut yesterday and she's like, you know, when you get haircuts, more of that wise hair shows up. I'm like, yeah, thanks a lot. Um, but it's hard when you get to be an adult sometimes to really grasp this stuff and understand it. Um, and and it's really easy to kind of look at the dollars and cents in your life and the resources and all the stuff that you have and kind of go, oh, how, can I, how can I make all of this work? But last week, um, we, were, we were sitting right over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was during the announcement time and worship had just ended. And when... When Lacey turned eight, she got her debit card, right? <laughs> she got a debit card, her very own debit card. And, you know, it was all in kind of the, the practice of going, hey, I want to teach you the discipline of what it looks like to save and to spend and to give. And she scooted over to me. And uh, she, like, pulls out her wallet. She whips out her debit card. <laughs> and she's like, Hey, I see, you know, from week to week, I, I see you going onto the, you know, app and, and giving and stuff. She goes, can I do that? And I'm like, well, sure, <laughs> of course. And, and so we, we pull it out and we punch in her debit card number and, and she's like, here, I, 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 can, can, can you do $3? And I'm like, we can do $3, uh, which for you, that was a big deal, right? 
You're saving up for the Barbie house, right? <laughs> no, no, the Barbie camper. Yeah, saving up for the Barbie camper. And, and I'm sure in her mind she was going, oh, man, that's $3 less that I have towards the Barbie camper. But there was just such an innocence. And uh, God's asking me to do this right now. And, and I want to I step I want to take on the triple dog dare. <laughs> and it was so cool. And it, and it was such a reminder for me of what it looks like to walk in childlike faith, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what's going on, and just go, God, it's all yours, and, and I want to step into who you are because you don't change. You, ha- you don't run away from me. Sometimes I run away from you. Sometimes I hide from you, but you're there. So thank you for teaching me that. Thank you for modeling that for me. I love you. Okay. <laughs> um, and so ultimately, God challenges us to prove that he means what he says. And he's waiting to do business with us whenever we're ready. He promises to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing until we can't contain it all. That's what the scripture says. The only delay is on our part. (laughs) The only delay is when we hear the triple dog dare and we go, "Eh, I don't know about that. God's saying, triple dog dare you. Are you going to jump in with me? So I want to challenge you this morning to run to him. To, to everything that you have, everything that you own, to run to him and say, Hoppa, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to you, and I'm going to be willing to make sacrifices when I need to make sacrifices. I'm going to be willing to give when I need to give. I'm going to be willing to, to make time when I need to make time. I'm going to be willing to utilize the resources that I have when you ask me to utilize those resources. And I'm all in. I accept the dare. And I move towards you this morning. So I want to challenge you to do that. And as as we close out, I just want you to, right now, maybe you're sitting on the couch. Maybe you're at a kitchen table. Maybe you're still in bed watching this. Um, I just want you to take a moment to, to close your eyes where you're at. Maybe by yourself. Maybe you're with a group of people. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment right where you are, and I want you to to hear what Papa's saying this morning, and he's saying that, man, I know that it looks scary out there, it looks ugly at moments, it looks unpredictable at moments, but I'm right here, I am with you. And you're my child. And I want you to have childlike faith with me this morning. I want you to have childlike faith with me tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, every day of the week, of the month, of the year. I want you to walk in faith with me. That I'm not moving from you. And even in the moments where you've moved from me, I triple dog dare you to come running back to me everything that you have and I love you this morning
Papa, I thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alan. Way to go. Here, just do the, yeah, there we go. Because I'll, I'll get a check in the right box. Okay. The whole hugging thing I got told off yeah. for. But anyway, hey, um, Alan, is there such a thing as a quadruple dog dare? <laughs> we can make it up can, right now. I quadruple dog oh. dare you. Oh. Hey, I quadruple okay. dog dare you to stay in routine with us over the next four to six, whatever weeks it is that our governor and president kind of walk us through this process. I think one of the things is, is keeping routines help us helps us keep routines. Mm -hmm. And so we'd ask you to come join us on a Sunday morning. Take the time to do it. I heard today um, one of our guys, Jason, who runs our sign, went into a, a, one of the stores and went and helped because they're, they're not having enough people. They're getting all this food in, and yet they're needing people. So I don't know what it looks like. For you. I don't know how you play it out. I just knew, like, as believers, God might ask us to come as a light and be a help in really practical ways in our community. And, and at the end of it, you have to, we have to pray through what God's calling us to do. But we would encourage us to walk us out together. Alan, thank you so much this morning yeah. for for speaking to a room with half a dozen of us in here. It's amazing. <laughs> but we want to serve you. Thank you for sending all the pictures. Thank you for sending all the comments. We are here to serve you. Join us on a Sunday morning at 10.30 through to 11.30, 11.45 as we play out our normal Sunday morning that in four, two to four to six weeks, however this plays out, we will transition back into a routine where we're together physically as a body of Christ. But again, the body of Christ is never just about a location and a building. It's about people in the building. Crossroads, buildings becomes the church not because they're a building because it's filled with people like you when we come together as people where there's two or more gathered there in the midst of it jesus is and so he's with us this morning he's with you this morning be praying for our president be praying for our governor be praying for our, our communities of how we could be available maybe to help and serve in our communities as we walk this out over the next few weeks we'll post a bunch of things online for you you can see the link below by crossroadsgo.org you can give there your prayer requests there you can hear what's going on in reference to our website so we'll keep it updated as much as we can and communicating with you if you haven't done the the link i think we sent a link out this week about texting we can send instantaneous updates to you through a text so if you jump on to the facebook page you'll see a link there where you can actually subscribe to texting and it'll come directly to you but again thank you so much for all you do have an amazing day if you're still in bed maybe stay there that's kind of <laughs> sounds really good when he said that i was like wow or whatever you're about have a great great day bless you bless your neighbors serve your neighbors maybe invite your neighbors to join in watching the link because there's a lot of people in our local community that believe in a different faith that have nothing to go to on a sunday morning they're just kind of waiting for four to six weeks whatever it would be why don't you kind of go across the street or make a phone call or text to a neighbor or stay at six feet distance whatever is best for you but invite a neighbor to join you because they can do it at home they can jump online they can connect with what's happening in crossroads and maybe there'd be a bit of encouragement a bit of hope a bit of faith in what we're doing so